Welcome to the Invested Dads Podcast, simplifying financial topics so that you can take action and make your financial situation better, helping you to understand the current world of financial planning and investments. Here are your hosts, Josh Robb and Austin Wilson. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Invested Dads Podcast, a podcast where we take you on a journey to better your financial future. I am Austin Wilson, research analyst at Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. And I'm Josh Robb, director of wealth management at Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. Austin, how can people help us with this podcast? Well, first of all, we would love it if you'd subscribe if you're not subscribed already. So hit that plus. Follow whatever button you have so that you get new episodes when they drop each and every Thursday. And whoo! There's a lot of them out there. Yes. And more coming. we got a lot of good ideas coming, so stay tuned. And we'd love it if you'd visit our website and check out what we have going on there. We have great show notes for all of our episodes, as well as if you'd subscribe to our newsletter to get notified when those episodes drop with a nice little summary and some links. So today, we're following up on last week's episode, where we actually looked back at things everyone should know in their 30s. That's right. I'm it's an a expert. Great, it's I'm a an gr- expert now. It's an expert. He's an expert, yeah. It's a great decade. I'm currently in that decade myself. Mm. But yes, Josh had some good wisdom on things from his 30s there, but now he is 40. Yes. So we're looking forward mm-hmm. to things that are most important for people to think about in their 40s or their golden years. Oh, wait, probably not. Mm, I think that's a little later. Eh, yeah, it's going like, to be your golden years, yes, Josh. It's not, not golden yet. It's getting there. <laughs> yeah. So first, we're going to start. We talked a little bit about this in the last episode, but Fidelity has kind of some milestones on what they say. It's the rule of thumb, not perfect, but yep, kind of yep. a benchmark. In your 30s, you started with needing one times your income. Correct. So if you were earning $50,000... saved for retirement. Yep, long-term savings. By age 40, you needed three times your income. And so now that's the starting point for this decade. So you start at that three times the income at 40. Midway through 45, you need four times your income. Mm -hmm. And then by the end, at age 50, you should have six times your income. So you go from three times your income to six times your income. That's so interesting. So you think about these numbers and at any point in time, you can kind of get an idea of where you should be. That's great. But what you need to keep track of is that's a moving target. Oh, yeah. Your income is moving too. Hopefully. So hopefully, yeah. So when you're 40, your income at 40 and your income at 50 are probably going to look very different. Yeah. So to take my example, if you were earning 50000 at 30, yep. you wouldn't just say, oh, three times that's 150000 I need 150 by the time I'm 40. Hopefully, you're still not earning $50,000 at 40. Right. You're Maybe right. you're so making 75 yes. and you need that's a big difference in retirement yes. savings. That's another 75 k Yep. So yeah, it's a big it's a big difference. Actually, it's it's another 150k. Yeah, because times three, so it changes. It's a moving number, but that's a reference point. Three times your income at 40, and then up to six times your income at age 50. And the goal for that, what Fidel is using, is you retire at 67, and you have 10 times your income at the end. That's the goal, and then you can take a sustainable withdrawal out for that. Mm-hmm. All right. So I talked to some people who you know are people. a little more experienced and wiser than I am. and That is the I, nicest way you could have put that. I, I no mean, one can true. get offended by that. It is true. And I said, hey, if I'm, if I'm a person heading into my 40s, what are some of the things I have to look forward to? Yep. What are some of the things I should be aware of or be looking out for? And just some thoughts, similar to what I just did looking backwards. Absolutely. So I got some stuff. I got about eight ideas or wow, thoughts. so many. Yeah, two per decade there. Two per decade. Yeah, I just realized too when I was doing the math, I'm actually entering my fifth decade. Right. You've completed four. I've completed four in my fifth. Yeah. Seems like a lot. It's a lot so, of decades. It's a lot of years and days. All right. So we're going to start and just jump through some of these. We're both have been able to experience this from the outside. 
both our parents went through their Absolutely. 40s. Yeah. And so we're able to see that as probably the ones that were causing the stress in their life during that time frame. <laughs> but my first one is life will be busy. Mm. All right. Uh, As if it wasn't. In that your was a 30s. continuation yeah. of the 20s, 30s, 40s. I think it continues through the 50s and 60s too. But it's a different kind of busy. Kids are going to cause a lot of your time to be eaten up. Oh, yeah. But it's going to be a little different. So in your 20s and 30s, depending on when you start having kids, they're young and they require a lot of your time just to maintain their life. Right. right? Just Feed to keep them, them change keep them, them there, get right? them to sleep. Yes, all of those as, things as I'm as doing right now. And I'm going to reference my life here as I talk yeah. through some of these things. But between my 40s and into my 50s, my oldest is going to then be 23 years old. When you're 50. When I'm 50. Yep. So I'm going to transition through his high school and his college. Oh, yeah. For this next decade. He'll be on his own after that. Yes. And then my younger ones in the middle, they'll be through high school or in high school at that point. And then my youngest, who's five now, will be 15 and heading into high school briefly. Good luck with that. Yes. So <laughs> kids are going to be busy, busy though. They're Absolutely. going to take a lot of my time, but it'll be more activity driven than it will be just you know taking them to all the little things that you do. And so... That's great. But the plus side to that too with our busy life is that, you know, you got to prioritize. And that was one of the things people I was talking to said was watch your work-life relationship. Oh, yeah. Because you you can become overwhelmed with one or the other and it's a balance. It's a hard balance. You only Um, have 100% of you. Yep. You can't overextend because you can't do everything well. Yep. You can try to do everything and you're just going to be bad at all of them. (laughs) <laughs> Along with that busy lifestyle, careers, they'll continue to grow and evolve as you are yeah. getting more and more experience through your years of being in the workforce, whether you switch different types of careers, all that stuff, but you have experience. And so you'll be very busy with life I in hope general. to continue to see your career evolve yeah. Yeah. here at Hicks and Zerker Capital Management because you've had a good run. You do some cool stuff. It's, and uh, I enjoy it. I love what I'm doing. To, we're hoping to keep doing the same thing in, right. through this next decade. That's right. Now, I just said life will be busy. My second point is you're going to have more flexibility with your time, hey. which sounds counter, counterintuitive. Busy with flexibility. You're, you're okay. busy. Your time gets busy. Yeah. But the other side of it, and this comes back to your kids, is they can be their own babysitters at some oh, point. Oh, man. You know? man. Uh, that sounds great. You know, I'm at that stage now where my oldest is 13. He's starting to be able to be right. uh, self-sufficient. He can do stuff on his own. And, you know, it gives you more freedom. And then once you have a driver in the family, that helps alleviate some of that stuff, uh, running people around to yep. and from. So you do get a little more flexibility with your time. The other side of that too is, again, with more experience in your career, you potentially have more vacation mm-hmm. hours and more vacation days accrued so that you can take different types of trips than you used to. Right. You know, it used to be a lot of your vacation days were used up for your kids and, you know, sick days sometimes eat into vacation days just because if <laughs> you got that time of your life yeah, when you're there. But totally. now when they're older and they're doing their thing, maybe you have more opportunities to reconnect with your spouse and do trips that way. I mean, and you got to get a little bit of a head start on that because you took a fun trip Uh, for your 40th. We did. We took a little trip. You did. Just adults, no kids, and it was great. So, Jamaican me jealous. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that is awesome. So that's number two, Josh. Number three, you wrote down here. Yes. You may be taking care of your parents more. Yeah. So you actually enter into what some experts are calling the sandwich generation. The sandwich. Not because that's what you're taking. Dependence on both ends. Yes. It means that you're still taking care of your kids. And potentially, you may need to start helping with your parents right, as well. Right. And so that 
40s and into the 50s as well. But that time period is where you're kind of being pulled on both ends of, again, your time being yep. busy is you, you, you got demands on either side, depending on how old your parents are and how old your kids are. Man, but I know your parents, they're not slowing down. So No, and again, it may not be that they're living with you, but <laughs> you know, again, you look at that, they're probably going to be in their 70s at that point, right. somewhere in that range. If yep. you're, you know, they were had you in their 20s and you're 50, that just math, that's how it works. And so that concept is that, well, okay, in 70s, Potentially, there's just health issues or just in general, just more help needed. Maybe it's just more conversations that yeah. you're just starting to prepare for what's going mm-hmm. to come in the future. So it's just your responsibilities increase on both ends. Uh, parents becoming one of those. Number four. Number four. Number four. Milestones. Mm-hmm. 40s. You're going to see a lot of milestones. Again, I talked about my kids. You're going to see graduations, college, yeah. potentially graduations from there, and entering the workforce, being adults, moving out. You're going to see milestones with your career. You're going to cross your, big steps. Your anniversary. You're going to have a 25-year anniversary in there. Yep. So that's a big one, too. Yes. Yeah. So Lots you're, of milestones. You're going to see a lot of those kind of points in time that yeah. you had been looking at forward and say, oh man, when we get there, it's a big number. you're going to cross some of mm-hmm. those. And so along with those busyness, the careers, the changes, you're going to see your friends evolve and change. Your friendships are going to look totally different on the other end of 40s because your time gets very busy the very important people in your life will still be there. Yep. But you're going to see that kind of narrow down, which yeah. is not necessarily a bad thing. There are friends that you have that are there and they're great, but when it comes to really good long-term friendships, you're going to find those out in your 40s. You're yeah. going to find the people that, even if it's been a while and you haven't connected, you can reconnect and reestablish that yep. and it just continues on. And you'll so, get deeper with the ones you already have. Yes. Yep. The good ones. That's important. Yep. Um, absolutely. Yep. So that's halfway through your list, Josh. Yep. By the way, I got you for the next decade. All right. We're going to be I right here. It. So halfway through your list, I'm going to break it up. I'm going to give us a dad joke of the week. And okay. I might give you two, depending yep. on how you react yep. to this first one here. So here's the joke. I'm ready. What do you call a fish wearing a bow tie? Ooh, I don't know. Sophisticated. Sophisticated. <laughs> like it. I like okay, it. Here's another one for you. How do you follow Will Smith in the snow? Hmm. His Fresh Prince? Yep, you follow the Fresh Prince. Ah, and that's funny go. because my wife and I are watching Fresh oh, yeah. Prince right now. Yeah. And it's funny. Yeah. It's so early 90s period mm-hmm. correct, yep. which is like when we were like itty bitty. So we're having to like look up some of the cultural yeah. references. What are they talking about here? But it's so funny. It's a good show. It's a good show. And, yes. okay, shameless plug here. Yep. Ted Lasso. Ah, Season three is coming up. Might mm. be out by the time this comes out. Yep. But uh, we are preparing for Ted Lasso, and my wife was shopping today and got me a pair of Ted Lasso socks. There you go. So you may see those running around the office. Might say, like, be a goldfish on mm-hmm. it or something like that. All right, so we got four more, four yep. down, four to go. We got number five here, things that might look a little bit different yep. in your 40s. Number five, friendships, Josh. Yeah. I touched, touched on this on a little, little bit. bit with milestones when you're crossing those. You know, There's going to be people in your life that will be a part of those, right? And as you're going through graduation, some of your friends will also be experiencing that. And so as you look at your friendships in your 20s to your 30s, and the same will happen in your 40s, it's just going to evolve to really be the ones that are most productive 
for you, the ones that add value mm-hmm. you're, are the ones you're going to want to keep. But it, it is also going to be the concept of who are the ones that are also experiencing the same thing that I can talk with, right? Because yeah. you're going to be going through a lot of things that you've never gone through before. And I'm going to need somebody there to be able to work through that with, right? Well, and, think about the list you just went through. Yes. Aging parents. Yes. That's a big one. Yeah. Hey, friend, you're mm-hmm. going through this too. How are you managing this? Or, hey, my kid's going off to college or graduating college or getting yep. married. Who knows what that looks like? Th- those are big things. Yep. So, yeah, that's good to have someone in your corner who's even maybe in the same phase of life or a couple years ahead who just went through it. So you can just kind of run some ideas and thoughts and feelings through. And there may be some reconnecting because, again, the 30s are crazy. Yeah. And so in the 40s, you may be able to reconnect with some of those friends that just life got busy. Yeah. And then you can kind of reconnect and and grow those again. Mm -hmm. All right. Next one, number six. The last couple are finance related. I got to include some of these things. I know. All right. So the first one of those is be more serious Mm -hmm. about retirement savings, right? You're only going to have a couple decades left and you're going to need to get serious, especially as you are going to be transitioning out of some of the more expensive periods of your life as the kids graduate and move out. You may see some additional cash flow as your income continues to go up through your job and increases in salary, you're going to have that. But being serious about how much you're saving is very important. Again, we talked about those milestones, milestones, from three times your income to six times your income. That's a a big big increase. And so you got to make sure you're saving along the way to do that. A couple of things I noted here, when you're serious about retirement savings, do not use retirement assets for college. Never. The reason, and we see this a lot with our clients and we're talking through with them, I always say there's more than one way to pay for college. There's only one way to pay for retirement, which is through your savings. Right. And so, you know, college, there's all different ways of doing that. Concept of trying to make back up, it's so much harder in your 40s and into your 50s to catch back up if you're behind on retirement. So get serious about it. Be very diligent about what you're putting away where you're putting it away. Because again, with income increases, it becomes some tax planning issues. But when it comes to college, find other ways to pay for it. Yeah. Do not use your 401k or any IRAs, those type of things. It just makes it very hard to catch back up. Yep. I will say, you know, as expenses go away. College is the big one. You know, if you're saving for college with your kids and then they go to college, don't absorb that extra money once they are done, <laughs> right? Put that towards savings. Yep. Next one kind of goes the other side of it. So be serious about your savings. Watch, I call it lifestyle creep, but oh, yeah. watch how much you're increasing your spending in your budget. Right. Because again, as cash flow frees up on the later end of that decade. Or your income goes up. Or your income goes up throughout that time frame. Be careful about absorbing that into your budget. Again, especially when you're young, I think you get caught up in seeing somebody else doing this or having this, and you kind of are chasing after you know mm-hmm. the what your neighbors are doing, the house or the yeah. car or the vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, in your 40s, you kind of have got that out of your system and matured to the point where you're saying, I, "I don't know if I need that." Here's something that's more important to me: to be very aware of how much you're spending on your budget, yep. because as we've realized as we're helping clients in retirement, your spending in retirement has the biggest factor of success or failure, more so than how much you're saving, all that, how long you work, your spending in retirement is a huge factor to success. So if you can control that along the way, you're going to be in a lot better of a spot. Well, think about this. I mean, we talked about last week in the last episode, I mentioned the 50-50 rule, you know, you get a 5% raise, you 
let your lifestyle inflate by two and a half percent, then you increase your savings by two and a half percent, and you're double helping your yes, retirement on success, both ends. Right, both ends. Well, think about that example of say you get a four percent raise per year mm-hmm. throughout your entire working career on average. You've done a pretty good job. You've got a consistent four percent raise. Well, mm-hmm. compounding works for that too. Yes, and at the very end, you will have a substantially lower budget. If you don't let that entire increase flow through to your yes. budget, and that is just so much less to replace with money that you've saved. Yep. So it's it's the power of compounding works in so many ways. It can work against you though, and when that's when it comes to your spending. Yes. And I actually had a chart on that, and I was trying to pull it up for you while you were talking, and we looked at that fifty fifty rule, and so. The concept is just, if you just have income, and let's say you're saving 10% of your salary, and you keep getting income increases, you get a 2% raise, 4% raise, whatever, your savings goes up because 10% of $50,000 exactly. or 10% of $52,000, you're saving more. Yep. But like you're saying is if you take a portion of that increase and don't let it go to your savings, yep. you're going to increase your savings both in dollar terms and in percentage terms. The percentage is key. Yes. Because dollars, yeah, you're going to make more dollars, which means you're going to save more, which is great. But that keeps the percentage fixed. Yep. And that percentage, ideally, you need to grow. Yes. Especially as you get a little bit older and you've got more expendable income, that percentage, you know, you need... Ideally, we talk about things like, oh, yeah, get up to that 20% of your income rule to be putting away. Yep. Well, that takes, you can't just do that overnight, right? Yes. It's through, it's after your 30s, maybe, where you're able to start getting up to those numbers. Mm-hmm. And it's only through percentage increases, not dollar increases. Right. Yep. So I'm just going to walk it through. It's hard to tell when I'm talking. If you see these visuals, it's a lot easier. But if we have two people and they're both earning $50,000, mm-hmm. 25 year old, and they both said, we're going to save 10%. All right. So they start $50,000 to save 10%, $5,000. Yep. All right. Person one says, okay, every time I get a raise, I'm going to continue to save 10%. All right. Just 10% flat all the yep. way along. All right. So next, if they get a, and we're going to use a 5% raise just across yep. the board, and they're going to earn 7%. So every time they get a raise, so they went from $50,000, 5% raise, their next 52500 Okay, so their savings went from five thousand to five thousand two hundred fifty, right? So they're saving more every time. Yeah. When they get to age sixty-five, if they just get a five percent raise every year and they save ten percent of that, they'll have accumulated a retirement value of over two million dollars. Yeah. Great. They've done well with that savings because of their earnings and the growth rate. But their living expense, how much they're spending, and all I took out of that, I'm not including taxes, just simplified. Their living expenses. Whatever they have left over after their savings, so mm-hmm. you know fifty thousand dollars, they're saving five. What's left is forty five thousand dollars. Yep. So that's their living expense. Very simple calculation. Long story short, they need to spend three hundred and sixteen thousand dollars a year, but a safe withdrawal rate out of the two million doesn't get them there. Yeah, it's less. It's a lifestyle yes. creep. Yep. And so, person B, same thing, same starting point. Twenty five years old, fifty thousand dollars, saving ten percent. But they do the 50-50 rule. Okay. So that 5% raise, They're putting two and a half, half in. goes in, mm-hmm. half goes to their savings. When they hit retirement, they have almost $6.5 million saved. That's almost three times. Yes. And their withdrawal is enough to not only keep up with their living expense, but it's more than their living expense. So they can party so they get to retire. retire. Yeah. They could have retired earlier. Yep. Or they could increase their spending in retirement. Wow. 
That's the 50-50 rule. That's powerful. Yes. That puts real numbers on my idea. Thank you. It's hard. Me it's hard to that. visualize it, yeah. but it, 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 it works. It, it is. And what you're saying is it it's just... Bo- and that's both sides, right? It does. It does impact both sides. So number eight, the last thing, and this is very important, is I think in your 40s is a great time to educate your kids on personal finance. You would say that because you've got four kids. I would say that your 30s is a great time, but I think <laughs> the, the more 40s kids, is the a great more time. important. Uh, but the, the concept being is... Like I talked about, the 40s, at least for my age, kid age, they're going to be at the point where they'll comprehend it, right? right. My five-year-old right now can't really comprehend finance concepts to more extent than just, here's a piggy bank. This is why we split up a little bit of the money you get and put it different places, yep. right? Even that's kind of a weird concept that, oh, it's just for later type of thing. <laughs> but I think the 40s is a good time to talk to your kids and say, hey, here are some of the things that you need to know as you are heading into that early stages, yep. right? It goes back to the things I wish I would have known in my 30s. I mean, if I could tell my kids the things I wish I would have known in my 20s and get a head start, man, they're going to be set up really well. Absolutely. Um, and with the habits and the, the good training that they need for that. So I think the 40s is a great time to talk to your kids about personal finance. Josh, you're a great guy. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing these. And this is a reminder that if you have any questions, you can mm-hmm. always email us yes. at hello at theinvesteddads.com. We would love it if you'd share this episode. If you know someone in their 40s, this could really help them. So yes. share this episode with them, friends and family, whatever. And always, we'd love it if you subscribe so you get a new episode every single Thursday. And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening. That really helps us to be able to help more people. And if you have any question about your financial situation, feel free to email us again at hello at theinvesteddads.com or visit our website and click on the invest with us tab we'd love to chat with you and see if we can help you achieve your goals so again thanks josh for walking us through things we need to think about in our 40s and until next week all right talk to you later bye thank you for listening to the invested dads podcast this episode has ended but your journey towards a better financial future doesn't have to Head over to theinvesteddads.com to access all the links and resources mentioned in today's show. If you enjoyed this episode and we had a positive impact on your life, leave us a review. Click subscribe and don't miss the next episode. Josh Robb and Austin Wilson work for Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. All opinions expressed by Josh, Austin, or any podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. There is no guarantee that the statements, opinions, or forecasts provided herein will prove to be correct. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Indices are not available for direct investment. Any investor who attempts to mimic the performance of an index would incur fees and expenses, which would reduce returns. Securities investing involves risk, including the potential for loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment plan or strategy will be successful.